are back. <laughs> I think we're back. Franklin, do you want to? Can you see if we're if we're uh, live on yeah, YouTube? I'm working on it right now as we speak. I, but you know what? I'm going to take the software's. Uh, uh, yeah, we are. Trust the software, and I assume that we are. It's a little different. I know. I don't know if you guys can see it up right above Dan's head there. By the way, Dan is on the side of me there. Yeah, that's a new logo. So we'll get this out of the way right away, uh, and then I'll then we'll start the show. I guess uh, it's not Tesla Talks anymore. Tesla Talks is formerly what the show is called, and the channel now it's called Regen Nation. And a little explanation if you didn't see the quick two minute video of uh, why I did it. Um, just wanted to branch out on different things. And and if you saw a video yesterday, it showed um, we went to the auto show. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because the three of us went. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I just want to branch out in different EVs. I mean, the EVs are really, I mean, unless you're hiding under a rock or you're stuck under a rock, EVs are really taking off as of late. Probably in the last year or two, I think. Uh, thank, thanks to Tesla and, and this show, this podcast, and my channel will predominantly still be Tesla because... Let's face it, guys. Tesla is still dominating the industry, as far as I'm concerned. That could be argued, but let's just, for argument's sake, let's just say it is. So the majority of, of the topics we have tonight to talk about uh, is Tesla-related. But we are going to branch out on different um, EVs because there's some interesting and very nice EVs coming out. And um, just the whole, the whole talk about different things going on in the industry with charging and stuff like that. Um, it may be Tesla related, it may not be Tesla related. And I wanted to, I always found that when I was just stuck in Tesla, I couldn't talk about it or, or I found that maybe uh, I shouldn't have talked about it, but now I want to talk about it. So if you're here for just Tesla stuff, stick around because like I said, it'll still be 80, 90%, 95% Tesla stuff, but we'll throw in other stuff too. And you guys can give me your take on, on what you think. So it, that's what it's called, Regen Nation, the Regen channel, whatever you want to call it. But uh, before I go any further, let me introduce my my clan, the guys that that without without them we couldn't do the show. I could, I mean, I did it by myself once, and it was fun. But it's more fun when, when these guys are on. So to my uh, left or right, however the screen mirrors on your on your computer here is uh, Dan, Dan from Northern Tesla. Welcome back to the show, Dan. Thanks. For hey, coming. Dax. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming, buddy. Um, like I said. Without without guests, it's just me as a talking head, and and I could just give you all the news and all the information uh, that people are watching and listening, but it's not the same. And down below in the shadows, because really, it is almost shadowy. You need some light on your face, there, Franklin. I've been Franklin from uh, the Motherfucker Channel. But you're so good. normally Dax is delayed, and it's normally Dax's fault. Tonight, I will take full credit. I had problems with my camera, so this was like a quick make do. Uh, thing so, yeah, my bad. No, no, don't don't apologize, buddy. It's just, it's it's standard. We're, we're three minutes into the show, but we're at eight oh nine Eastern Standard Time, so it's par for the course. I think if we if we ever start on time, I think for the the regular guests that join us live, they'd be they probably missed the first first three or four or five minutes because I think everyone knows that uh, we are traditionally fashionably late so i think it's happened once in the history of the show when i was on time yeah yeah i think i think you're right i think you're right <laughs> so guys let, let's get this out of the way before we get on to the news you guys attended the uh toronto or i guess it was in toronto and that's where we all live but it was the canadian international auto show last week uh what'd you guys think of it i know 
we talked about it a little bit and we were busy doing our own things, filming. Uh, we stuck together as a group and we helped each other out. Thanks for the camera work, by the way, cameraman Franklin there. Um, so I actually went a second time with some friends oh, uh, yeah, a couple yeah, of days after you guys. Um, so we went during media day and it was relatively uh, empty. It was just media people. And then it was insanely packed the day after. Uh, I tried making the X dance again. That was a no-go. It was just way too many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Which day did you go on? Uh, Saturday. Well, that was best, a day, yeah. best day possible. Yeah, I saw some online videos on social media of, of just the, the crowds. And it looked like I don't think I've ever seen the auto show. I mean, it's always been busy, but I've never seen it that busy. Was it? So, I wonder if it's because of a two-year hiatus? Probably. probably. They had uh, I want to give you guys a quick story to give you an idea of people's mindset of EVs. Um, give, give me a story. So they had a lot of people there, as you guys said, and they had a lot of people for each uh, individual car uh, maker to uh, answer questions and stuff like that. So one fellow was asking questions about uh, how mechanical repair is going to work. And he goes, I like to keep my cars for 10 years, 10, 15 years. Uh, no one can service these cars right now, and no one's going to be able to service them in 10 years. <laughs> and I'm just like... What well, booth was this at? I don't remember. Um, I, I was just like so taken back by this concept that no one's going to be able to repair his car. And I'm just like, look, in 10 years, because the guy didn't know how to answer. I'm like, look, in 10 years, there's the going to be a lot the, more people. The sales guy didn't know how to answer? Sales guy didn't answer, really. Yeah. Um, can you, can you share just, which company this was? I don't remember. He doesn't want to. Um, That's fine. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, it, so anyway, the not not at like I just don't want to put it. It doesn't matter the company. The, the, all the legacy manufacturers are all the same, man. They've thrown the dealers into this kicking and screaming, and well, um, and there's a handful of salespeople that are trained. It's not the salesperson though; it's the mentality of the customer asking. Uh, I go to him. Well, I'm the, like, look, the the, the the notion and the question that you're saying was stupid. By the well, um, I shouldn't say I, I, yeah, I gotta give him a break because it's not stupid, but it's just ignorant, I guess. Well, wait till you hear more of the conversation, then you're gonna yeah. be like, What the? So, I'm <laughs> like, in 10, 10 years, uh, everyone's gonna have EVs, and there's gonna be a lot more people servicing them because if everyone has an EV, there's gonna be more services for EVs, right? Makes sense. He goes, Well, EVs aren't gonna happen in 10 years. I'm just like, You're in the middle of the auto show, look around, look at all the cars. And he, I go, do you like, I go, like, there's laws. They're all pushing it. He goes, yeah, but laws aren't followed. And I'm just like, okay, so they have the seatbelt law. <laughs> so that means the companies don't have to put seatbelts in their car because we don't follow laws. And he just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And he just like walked away. He, he just wanted to argue. He just, he's one of these people that he'd argue the sky is blue just for argument's sake. You, you can't, yeah, I just ignore those kind of people. Well, I, I entertained the conversation. I felt bad for the sales guy. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't his fault, but it's no. just like you have people that are literally um, I, I go to the auto show in Toronto almost every time it comes up. Um, in 2017, the only real EV there was the Tesla. You fast and, forward to... Maybe the Leaf. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they brought the Leaf. Anyway, you fast forward to today... And you can stand in the middle of the auto show and do a full 360 and you see EVs everywhere. Like, the change is drastic. Yeah, it is. And 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 that's, not to harp on it, but th that's, 
another reason I wanted to uh, branch out and, and, and change the channel uh, in a direction. And it's not even change. It's the channel is predominantly majority of the, of, of the stuff is going to be the same, but I just wanted to uh, change it so it can, so I can have the opportunity to do this thing, like go to the auto show and show you, show my viewers different cars and, and, you know, cause Tesla is not the only game in town. Yeah. They may be dominating, but there's other stuff, but you're right. It's changing fast, but there are certain people out there. Well, the vast majority don't don't know about it. I, I see it every day with my colleagues uh, and my friends and my neighbors and stuff like that. Uh, they're ignorant, but not their fault. It's no fault of theirs. They're ignorant to the technology and and the industry. And it's just, it's, I guess, I don't know whose job is it. Dan, is it our job as uh, influencers, so to speak, to to, well, I think we pay, we play part of it, but uh, I don't think it's our part because if there wasn't us, there'd be nothing. I think it's a lot of like the mainstream media uh, being really negative on Tesla and other EVs in general. There's just lots of misinformation out there. Yeah, no, you're right, but um, no, but but what what'd you take of what do you think of the show, Dan? It was a good show. Uh, I think, like I said with Franklin, like I've been there years before. I think probably the year before the pandemic. Uh, and what struck me this year is just a lack of other, like Ford was in there, none of the German cars were there. So that was a big, like, it was, it was smaller than normal shows, but I think the cars that were there are great. Yeah, that was the crazy. Standout for the show. Okay, so if you want to talk about marketing, the marketing master of the entire show was what, Jeep? Um, <laughs> took a second look when I went the second time and they're little, they had an indoor course basically to show how it can go off road. And it is incredible mm -hmm. how much thought they put into having that. Like the lineup on Saturday was insane. Um, and like they took you on a, yeah, we didn't on get like a chance a to look incline, at that. but it was on a side and then over a bridge. Yeah. And it's all like, I mean, the drivers drive you around the course, but from a marketing perspective, that was absolutely brilliant. Like that brought so much attention uh, to Jeep and what they can do. Well, in that same light, the uh, EV test track, how busy was that? Um, there was a very long lineup. I was trying to find the same guy to see if he can get us to the front, but I'm joking. <laughs> or, uh, right. Our guy, Peter? <laughs> was it Pete? I think it was Peter. Right? Yeah, Peter. Um, yeah. Now you got to see, we didn't get, I, we saw it from afar, but we were too busy. We had our own like agenda and stuff like that to, to look at uh, uh, the cars that we want to see. So we didn't get a chance to see the Jeep up close, but we did pass by and I remember it going, were they, were they ice cars or were they hybrids? Cause I know Jeep had has both. some hybrids. They had the hybrids there as well. Okay. So, but were there, were the ice engines on? I wonder. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's that's interesting that they did that indoors. I mean, I get it; it's a big place and it's well ventilated, but I'm still surprised that they were allowed to. There was, there was like maybe six of them, and I think five of the six were like they're hybrid. The one was uh, ice version, so yeah. it wasn't like enough to make a, I guess, enough to make a difference. Um, yeah, because they're going so slow. I, I would assume that the gas engine wouldn't kick in at low speeds, maybe. Yeah, but it's it was really cool to see it come like downstairs, like on literally on its side. Um, 
the hype that built was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which got me thinking, like, if the Cybertruck's released, uh, I think Elon said yesterday, if it's released this year. Um, <laughs> no, you know what he did say? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I, he, I, I, I picked up on something he mentioned last night. Too. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, is I feel like they have such a cool opportunity to have, uh, like really neat demos like that where other manufacturers can't pull off the same demo they might be able to. I don't know yeah. what that looks like yet. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe you do line up and you get a hammer and smash the car. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy, that, that, that would be hilarious, but no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like with the opportunity of, of having like the indoor EV test track that Dan was referring to that we went on, that was great. That's a small little track, but, I remember in the years past at auto shows, I remember when we went just in 2018, went down to, to the LA auto show. It was on the same time that the Cybertruck was, was uh, unveiled. Uh, I think it's 2019, 2018, whenever it was. Um, they had test drives outside because they couldn't do it inside. They had, and they, they had very little EVs and that's the LA auto show, which I would assume is a big auto show, just like Toronto, probably not as big as the Detroit or the Chicago one and stuff like that. Um, but LAR show is a big show. And I remember just those four years ago, I think it was, they didn't have many, if any EVs, I think they had Tesla and, and a handful, maybe, uh, Bollinger, I think I remember seeing, I don't even know where they are now. Anyways. So yeah, that, we had a good time and, uh, I've got a series of, of different episodes, I guess, or videos that are coming out with different, uh, um, EVs that, that we were able to look at and test drive and stuff like that. And they'll come out in the next few days. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If, if you're interested in other relevant EVs that are here now, there's one that isn't here, but it's coming soon. And we can they actually talked about it a little bit today, but um, while you're on the topic, Franklin, you, you, you're a master of segues there. We talked about last night's uh, little mini presentation. First of all, did anyone, Maybe I've been under a rock, or I've been paying attention. Maybe too busy with, with life. But I didn't even know this event was coming up. Was this was this well? Um, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear about it until yesterday. I didn't like, hear about six, it until at six twenty when they tweeted it. When I was on on YouTube this morning after I woke up having my breakfast, and I saw some live feed that was I think twelve hours or eleven hours old. Yeah, and then, I think Tesla course, tweeted it twenty minutes before. Oh, I was really? able to watch it, but that was all that I knew about it. Oh wow! Well, I watched it, sure. and it, half of it was waiting for for Elon because he's always fashionably late. <laughs> Pretty sure Elon woke up in the morning. It's like, hey, let's do a presentation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, would you put it by, by him? So, what did we take from that? You said you said you heard him say something about the Cybertruck, Franklin. Um, he basically alluded to the Cybertruck. He's hoping that it gets starts production this year. Like he. <sighs> I don't remember the exact wording. I feel like he wasn't overly confident that it was happening. Like he didn't elude the same confidence that he normally does. Yeah. You know what I think it is? And he said this at the earnings call. Um, I think he's being very cautious, which is rare, rare for him. I, I think someone must have his handlers or um, someone on the team, one of the high, high up execs must have talked to him and said, listen, he can't be promising the world and, and made it, maybe he became realistic but i noticed a lot of things he's being very very cautious about when he's announced especially the cyber truck because he like i said he said it on the uh, earnings call 
uh, and he said it again last night. And I think th what I picked up, uh, and I didn't, I was going to rewind and I, I didn't have the remote in front of me, so I didn't, but I'm pretty sure I heard him say near the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Did you hear the same thing, Dan? Uh, I didn't, I was at work, so I kind of was in and out of that thing, but I didn't see oh. the Cybertruck part. Okay. Well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, actually a part about Cybertruck. It was just talking about all the things that are, uh, that they, that they came from and how yeah. he's talking about 20 years, how Tesla has been around for 20 years. Um, and then he mentioned Cybertruck coming and then he was very, it's almost like he, he caught himself. He was very cautious to say it, it's on YouTube. If someone hasn't well, seen it yet and they're hearing and they don't know what we're talking about, go check yeah, it out. He's getting much better. Sorry, Franklin. I think he's getting much better with like, like you said, like not saying, not promising the world, uh, being a little <laughs> more careful. Like, like we're seeing with the new FSD kind of language and, uh, I think Tesla's kind of getting a PR team in the background of things. Must be Just, something. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot different language and a lot different uh, feel from them lately. I wonder how the FSD language translates um, <laughs> to a, a class action lawsuit one day. Yeah. Well, buddy, I mean, that's not one of our topics, but we could talk about that. But yeah, that's that's only a matter of time. I mean, hasn't, I don't know. It, it's coming, but it's very slow, and I don't think people can... Are, uh, can wait, and I think people are getting impatient, and uh, rightfully so, because a lot of stuff, and this is a very contentious topic for different sides of the fence with with uh, Tesla people. Um, I, I find it's very, it's very black and white. It's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Binary. Dividing. Sorry. Binary. Yeah, and and very uh, divisive. Uh, you're either on one side or the other side. Um, but then there's the room. I mean, I think I'm in the middle. If you have to ask me, I I, I see both no, points. There's one side or the other. You just said it. So pick a side. There is. I I find that <laughs> it tends to be. But there's a small majority of people like myself that, um, uh, and maybe like us. I think we you guys have it. I don't. Uh, but I may be getting. Anyways, I won't say. Uh, I won't be getting it. I won't be getting it. I I, I noticed that it came across wrong. I'm not getting it, but I may have an opportunity to to uh, be driving so, on a regular basis. So, Franklin, did you catch the uh, the leak of the new model? Yes. Yes. Now, okay, that's our first topic, and it comes from our friends at Drive Tesla Canada. Do you guys? I mean, I saw it. I saw the video, and and you know what? The funny thing is, when I was watching it this morning, I thought to myself, and this is before Darren and Drive Tesla Canada actually wrote the article. Or at least before I saw it, I don't know if they wrote it and I just hadn't went on the website and saw it. But I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't it be sneaky of Tesla and purposeful of Tesla to drop a little Easter egg or a little hint in there uh, of certain things? But I'll be honest, I never thought that it would be the upcoming car or stuff that they haven't released yet. So it wasn't just drive test Canada. I saw some other publications talk about it today and uh, they think, you know, uh, that they revealed it or, or they're wondering, was this a reveal? And uh, I'll slide down. If you're watching the video part of it, I'll slide down to the pictures, uh, I guess the frame that was frozen uh, from the video. And, and there's a designer there sketching something out on um, looks like a drafting table of some sort. And uh, a lot of um, illustrations around, him or her, and um, 
it's circled. There's two, there's two cars. There's actually, there's more than two, but there's two that are circled that look like it could be a subcompact, a very compact SUV or car uh, that we haven't seen before. At least I haven't seen it. There's one in the, if you're watching at home and you're watching the video part of it, there's one of the, the silver aluminum one that's just off to the top right. That one we've seen before. And I think that was just a render of some sort. Uh, yeah, it looks like a Model 3 which just went out the doors. Yeah, we've seen that before. So I don't think that's it. Um, uh, some people say, because uh, this was on my Facebook group too, people were talking about it. And most people were saying, no, it isn't. But some people were saying, yeah, it could be. But the, the white one and the blue one, well, first of all, they've got giant wheels. And this is typical of a prototype rendering, right? Where they put giant wheels on it whenever it comes to market, if it comes half as what it looks like in the prototype uh it never has the giant wheels but tesla the one good thing tesla is known for and full credit where credits do is th their prototypes are very close to what the release candidate or the actual vehicle is when it finally does come out legacy you can't say the same about it. they've got a bad habit of <laughs> oh well, we can go on and talk about least. RAM, <laughs> and that, that's a that's a tangent I don't want to go on, and, and I talked about that. Um, anyways, I talked about that at the auto was, show, and I don't even know if I'm going to put that footage in there. But <laughs> I was going to say at least the public prototypes that we see are close to release, right? Yeah. Um, which Tesla is very good at generating media headlines without. <laughs> Uh, intending to, or like having a media department. I think they do um, it on purpose, don't you? Well, this is what mm -hmm. I'm going to say. I believe they threw this there on purpose because they know uh, someone would pick it up. It would they, spread. They have and to. And then they get media attention. Yeah, they have to know. They have to know. After all, all these years, after all said and done, they have to know that someone and within 12 hours, as, as in this case, is going to go through frame by frame and pick apart that video. So, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, given if, their history. And this is what I'm thinking. If this really was the car, this is why I'm a little negative on it. If this was the car and they didn't want people to know, do you think that they, they'd leave this in here? That's, what, that's how I, I face it to myself. Like, would, would they actually do that? I think it's just like an early render of something or one of their cars or something, just a mock-up, and it yeah. doesn't mean anything. They just threw it yeah. in there because it gets people talking. It could be an early Model 3 render. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The white one, uh, and I don't have a video, I don't have the video or the pictures of it or the article, but Darren did write about it and a lot of people wrote about it. A couple days ago, the one that was spotted in China with all the zigzag camouflage on it, Yeah. that looks almost identical to a Mazda CX-30. Was it a CX-30? I think it was a CX-30. Uh, but with the headlights and taillights of a, of a Tesla uh, and, and the uh, wheels, uh, this white one, it's got yeah. the body dimensions of a CX-30, eh? Yeah, that's what I thought exactly. Like last night yeah. when I saw this video, I was like, oh, no, it's just it's nothing. But then uh, today I was like, wait a minute, that kind of looks like that, uh, that Zebra one. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But people, some people are saying it's a hoax. Somebody went around doing that in China, which in China they can do anything, right? So uh, <laughs> they, well, they make Frankenstein cars all the time, and they even had the side repeaters on it. You notice? Yeah. Um, 
So if it's real, do you think it's going to be the safest car? Do you think it'll overtake the Y? I see you want to move on. Okay. Just moving right along. Uh, hold on. I don't know if I have that. My order was a little different than yours, but um, I think so I, I think it's here. How come, how come Lucid wasn't at the auto show? Sorry? How come Lucid wasn't at the auto show? Well, no, we're, okay, save that. Save that tangent because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going there. But Lucid is going to be the last one. We're going to talk about Lucid. Yeah, this is how we branch off into other EVs, folks. We're going to talk about Lucid at the end. So if you're a big Lucid fan, hang in there. We're going to try to go through. We got, we got like five or six articles uh, and topics, so we're going to try to go through these fast. So, yeah, this next one uh, that was so smoothly done by Franklin there is um, – let me see where it is. Where is it? It's the Model Y. Once again, clinches the uh, third straight IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus Award. Now, I was – believe it or not, guys, and anyone that's listening at home that, that listens to, to this podcast, I actually read this article, which is rare, I know. Um, so I can actually speak about this. There's actually 20 this year. There was, uh, 48 cars that qualified for, for the award this, this year, but then 20 of them, uh, didn't qualify for the safety pick plus category. Only 28 did. I shouldn't say only, it seems like a, a lot, but if you think of all the manufacturers and all the models out there, 28 is, is, is a low percentage. So, uh, the model Y was in there. What's, uh, interesting is the model three wasn't last year it was and now this year it wasn't and what the iihs did this year they added some different categories to make it a little more uh competitive so that's actually why it's a narrower number than last year and maybe that's why the three didn't get in there um one of the one of the uh one of the new categories i think is that they put in a crash worthy no sorry that was it one of the new things was a nighttime was it Nighttime pedestrian, yeah, uh, a pedestrian to vehicle crashes, a vehicle to pedestrian uh, front crashes at nighttime, and that's a new thing that they put in. And, and um, uh, the Model Y did amazingly. Also, while we're talking about different EVs here on this uh, new reformed channel, the the ID four, the Volkswagen ID four, and the Rivian R one T also did good in that category. So. Interesting. I mean, uh, it's, it's good to know. I, uh, the I, the Volkswagen ID4 is a good car from from all accounts. Uh, the only thing uh, that I keep hearing people talk about is their software, the electronics and their software. And you know what? I've owned it. I've owned a Volkswagen before years ago. I owned a diesel Jetta, and it was a great car. It was rock solid. The engine was solid. I think that was the last thing to to go on on the car was the engine. Uh, the problem with Volkswagen, the one I had, and all the Volkswagens I've known other people have is electronics. They, were, they always go first, and and that's the de demise of them. And it seems like 20 years later, uh, Volkswagen's still having a problem with that. So that's the ID4. Uh, Rivian, uh, they're they're doing good, but they have a they're having they're a slow they're having a slow ramp up, and they're they're getting better. But um, I'm 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 a little worried about them. Let's just say. So my what, take on what's your whole, opinion, guys, on on the um, on this award, the safety safety award? So my take on the whole safety thing. Um, when I went on Saturday, I got a different perspective because I was with different people that weren't um, like in the EV world, I guess, or like hardcore EV. Uh, they're interested, they want to get into it, but they 
aren't like warehouse a lot. Um, and we started talking about different EVs that were there. And you start looking at it. You look at the front. You look at how it's designed. It's quite literally um, their ice vehicle <laughs> with a battery. Yeah. Um, it's not built from the ground up. And because Which of that, you're going to get most of the most legacy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Most legacy. Yeah. Um, so when you do that, you're not gaining like the crumple zone, which adds a huge aspect of safety. Um, you're not gaining some of the safety stuff that they could have if they built it from the ground up. Yeah. But you know why? I mean, I'm not making excuses for them, but I'm, I'm maybe just giving reasoning. These manufacturers, these, these legacy guys, they are, I hate to say it, and it's their own fault, and I'm not bashing them, but they're scrambling to, to evolve and catch up, or if they're trying, they think that they can catch up, and the media is telling, you know, it doesn't help when the media is saying, oh, yeah, they've been saying for years, Tesla competition's around the corner, and once that competition catches up, you guys are done. Like, they've been saying that for years, right? We know. And it, it, it's, it's as, as the competition comes out, what, what we're realizing for people that are in the industry like ourselves that, that pay attention to it, the vast majority of people aren't going to notice this. My wife upstairs, she doesn't know. She doesn't have a clue about this. And she's just what I consider the vast majority of the regular people, right? But they don't realize that as these manufacturers are trying to catch up, what's, what's becoming evident is the giant gap and the, the giant lead that Tesla has and, and how hard it is it actually is to make something from ground up. We're going back to Rivian. I was just talking about them two minutes ago and Lucid. They're, look at these startups, these new startups. They're having a hard time, uh, some, would, some more than others. But. Like I test drove the Lucid uh, two weekends ago. Um, yeah. I know we're I was, not talking about Lucid now, but um, I would argue it is the absolute best EV you can buy uh, if money was no option and the supercharging network opens up, I would buy Lucid over any other EV under the assumption the company stayed alive. Uh, it's a big, it is, eh? it's a yeah. big risk. It we'll, is a much... We'll talk about that when we get to... Well, yeah. going to say it's a much better drive uh, than any other EV I've test driven. Yeah. Um, but they can't get butts and seats. Uh, they can't get people test driving it enough. Um, I've test so Raymond's asking even if over the Porsche. Uh, I test drove a Porsche as well. Um, it's mostly noise. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, yeah, I, I take it over a Porsche as well. Um, it's the really? cost that's yeah correct. Ah. It it's the cost that's uh, affecting them, but. Um, if you think about the EV industry as a whole, they're the only ones that actually have better battery tech than Tesla currently. Um, it's you're paying for it though. That's the problem. Uh, every other auto auto, manu uh, auto manufacturer is struggling. Like their battery packs are massive to get less range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, their charging network's a disaster. Which again, we're going to talk about that. But yeah, they don't have a charging network. Yeah. 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 I was gonna. I was gonna. I was contemplating putting that as a topic tonight uh, with the whole charging thing uh, because we haven't talked about it. It's been a couple months since we had a podcast, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that, that whole topic we can devote one whole show to really, if we wanted to, but um, what's your take Dan on, on the safety aspect? 
safety wise, like yeah, the Model Y is incredible. And, like I just wanted, like, is it based on different categories? Uh, I'm just wondering what's different than Model Three and the Y. Is it just the the single casting that makes it safer? That you're asking me questions that involve me reading the whole entire article, Dan. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> They, don't put uh, me on the spot like that. I don't know. They I, do, there there they was do. a YouTube video there. I didn't. I didn't click on either. Dan, they do test in different categories. Okay. Yeah. So one's an SUV and there's categories. One's a one. sedan. Sedan. Okay. Um. Well, I can say we'll get off. We'll get off topic and go on to another one. Uh, but I'll just quickly say I can firsthand account, which I would never want to in any other uh, situation. Uh, say that I had a first-hand account of the safety of a Model Y on a side impact collision, but I can say firsthand it is. And uh, as as much as a lot of my friends and family uh, asked me and had this puzzled look on my face when when I when they asked me, "Are you going to get another Tesla?" and I said, without hesitation, before they probably even finished the sentence, I said, "Yes, I've got one on order." And then I had one within weeks. Um, I would get it in, in a heartbeat for that reason alone. And then when I explain to people the reason why, because of just look, and then they got it, right? Yeah. Just, like, I don't know if you shared your uh, the pictures of your crash online. Did you? Yeah, I did a whole video. Thanks for watching it, Dan. I did. I'm sure so people, like the picture of the, from the back of the car where basically your car got smoked, the inside of the car looks like nothing happened. Oh, oh yeah. The, the and, interior protrusion, if that's a term. Yeah. And that would be like, that's where my kids sit. And I showed that to my wife. I showed that to my friends. And they're like, they are amazed. And um, they're blown away. The fire, the, the emergency personnel that were there that night, the police and firefighters uh, look, looked at the car. And, and first of all, saw that I walked away and I just had a headache. Uh, and then looked at inside the car and saw the protrusion. And they were amazed. I might, that, that, that night, there might have been a few Teslas sold. To that emergency small, personnel, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. That small clip should be like that's advertising for Tesla, quite literally. And, and you know, and one better could be the the California thing where the guy tried to kill his family and went off a cliff. Yeah, months ago, last month. Yeah. That that's an advertisement right there. I mean, if 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 Tesla was that kind of morbid um, company and threw <laughs> well, caution I, to the wind and didn't care about getting sued, <laughs> that would be I actually made a, I made a funny ad. thing about that. But yeah, can you imagine Tesla making that a Super Bowl ad? Trying to kill your family? Pick a different vehicle. Yeah. Tesla. It's too, safe. Tesla. <laughs> it's too safe. <laughs> Super Bowl 40. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, let me see what I want to talk about now. Uh, you guys have no clue because what I the list I gave you is not going the same. You know what? I'm just going to click on a button and whatever comes up, comes up. Okay, so, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about this, Dax, when you said I experienced this firsthand and I just talked about the supercharging network. I thought you were going to say I experienced firsthand how bad the outside charging network is. <laughs> oh, I didn't pick up on that tangent. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, I did pick up on, and you know, the topic we're talking about now from Drive Tesla Canada folks, if for all our audio listeners, is the new Magic Dock. And if you don't know what a Magic Dock is, uh, Tesla's new, and, and you know, it's not even officially released or announced, but I think we all know because once again, I think Tesla intentionally, and I'm sorry if you're hearing a barking dog in the background, um, I think Tesla intentionally uh, released um, or leaked it, in my opinion, because they haven't talked about it. They haven't officially uh, done anything yet. Um, 
releasing or, or announcing the magic doc, but I think we know that, and it's pretty safe to assume maybe the name might change or something, but we're calling it the magic doc. And what it basically is, is a CCS adapter that's in a Tesla cabinet, uh, not the ca I don't know if the cabinet or uh, stand uh, or charger stand is, is the right terminology for it, but it's built in. And if you're just using a Tesla, you just get the regular, you know, Tesla adapter that comes out. Not, sorry, not adapter, but Tesla uh, plug. Out, a plug. And if you're uh, a third party and, and a non-Tesla and you use the app, then when that whole docking system comes out, it comes out with a CCS adapter already attached to it. We don't know exactly how it mechan mechanically will work, but that's in a nutshell how it is. And uh, in this article today from February 23rd, we see our first one in New York. Uh, and I'm going to scroll down because I remember reading this, but I forget where in New York. Uh, da, 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 da. It's a near Buffalo. Factory near Buffalo. Yeah, there was a name for it, the place it was. Anyways. Dan, um, Dan you want to give me – Dan, you can start with your thoughts because I've kind of started prior topics. Uh, for it. Yeah, like I don't know how I feel about – Verona, New York. Up. Boom. What's that? Right. Yeah. Right. Verona, New York. Like we talked earlier about earlier how Tesla has such a big advantage over everyone else. And I feel like that's their advantage as a supercharger network. Um, like other people that like either it doesn't work or they don't have that many or slow. Uh, and that's why you buy a Tesla for that supercharger network. So if they open it up, I just, two things will happen. Either uh, it'll get overrun and you just will you have to wait for a spot or this added income to Tesla will just be able to, uh, give them more superchargers, which is good for everyone. So hopefully it's a ladder, but I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, when we talked about this for, for a while now, when this was just happening in Europe and there was just uh, rumors about it coming to North America. And of course, we all know this, this is going to happen in the U.S. first. We're, we're Canadian. Uh, it's, this is, for, for the most part, an international podcast. Majority of our listeners are in the U.S. and Canada. But we have some European listeners, too, on this podcast. And um, uh, we've talked about this, just this core group of us. And, and I know what you guys all think in your opinions and stuff like that. And mine's changed. Mine, I was of the opinion before that I was, oh, yeah, the more the merrier. Yeah, let them come in. No problem, stuff like that. But now I'm a little worried about seeing how some of these uh, – uh, third-party cars, other legacy manufacturers, EVs charge and stuff like that. Not to say Tesla's the fastest charging car around. I'm not saying that. But I'm just wondering. I, I've seen the habits. I watch a lot of um, uh, Kyle Connor uh, uh, out-of-spec videos, and I see he's got this rate, rate your charger, rate my charger uh, website, yeah. and it's very good. And, and I see the problems down in the States, and I've seen it firsthand here in Canada. Uh, of these third-party chargers, and I've seen the habits of uh, these people that charge. I mean, uh, one one thing Kyle was talking about just a couple weeks ago was how manufacturers shouldn't be giving, and I totally agree with him, uh, and it's brilliant to, to bring this up, how manufacturers shouldn't be uh, luring new customers of EVs by saying, We'll give you two years of free charging. We'll give you three years. We'll give you fifteen hundred. Whatever it is, Tesla's Tesla's one that started, and, and I guess Tesla's may, maybe I guess to to blame for the whole thing. But uh, Volkswagen, with how they basically own Electrify America, and they've given all their uh, ID four customers 
free charging, I think it is, for two or three years. And apparently in the States, what, what uh, Kyle says he sees is, is people sitting, putting, plugging in their car, charging up to 100%, maybe knowing, maybe not knowing that after 80, it just goes dog slow and they don't care. And they're just clogging up the chargers. And, and when you're at a Electrify America charger, when there's four stalls and only two of them are working because the other two are broken and this ID4 is charging to 100%, that could be problematic. And, and it, it seems to be happening quite a bit. And, and I, I just use ID4, but there's other companies that are, uh, you know, incentivizing their, their new customers by, by luring them with these kind of things. And didn't, I don't know if that's a right idea. Didn't Volkswagen sell? Sorry, Dan. Didn't Volkswagen sell their stake in Electrify America? Uh, did they? I didn't hear that. Yeah. They did. Huh. Huh. Um, yeah. Okay, but in this picture, you sorry, what are you going to say, Dan? I just think there needs to be more education in terms of uh, like superchargers and these fast charging networks are for travel. Uh, if you're going to, if, you're, if this is your only, I understand a lot of people don't have chargers at home or they're in condos and that's what they need, but there's there's tons of level two chargers out there that can, they can use for that. Uh, so I think yeah. if you're if you're traveling, get what you need and get out. Um, yeah. Raymond brings up a good comment. He says he's more worried about the short cable. Some cars will park weird or park head yeah. and, and block other chargers because Teslas have to back in. I, I'm hoping, and we don't know yet, I'm hoping maybe Tesla's thought of this and the new cables maybe are retractable and they, they give an extra foot or two. I don't know. I'm hoping. So in this picture, for anyone that's watching online here, I've zoomed in on this picture that the this Reddit user that, that uh, brought this attention brought it to everyone's attention here and the article was formed upon it uh shows a rivian r1t a pickup truck uh at the charger now they seem to think in the article that this is tesla brought this as a tester and then there's a model y there and i guess they were testing it to see if it worked i guess they got to find out apparently the the um person that took the pictures tried to talk to the the workers here that were uh, retrofitting and, and doing work on the charger here, and they wouldn't say anything. They were they were very tight lipped, which I can I think also, too. A lot of the cars that we saw at the auto show, the charge port is by like the uh, the A frame, which is quite far if you're, if you're even if you're driving pulling in. Uh, I know some are on the hood, like the Nissans at the hood, but most of them are at the back A frame, like that Cadillac, which could be a quite distance away. Yeah. I mean, depending on how long the hood is, you're, you're right. Um, they're all, they're, there's no standard. Uh, like, like me, well, you know what? There's no standard on, on a ice vehicle either. Some are on the left, some are on the right. Some are in the, uh, under the, the back license plate. Uh, I think it's a Jaguar, the old Jaguars. They were on the front fender by the A-pillar. A yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, so there's no standard in that anyways, but at least with gas pump hoses, they were they were long, right? They were long enough yeah. to do it. Or are you going to so, your side? Yeah, they were attractive. I, I see. Okay, so I'm going to like weigh in on my thoughts on all this. Um, weigh in. Weigh away. I see it as a massive negative and a massive positive for Tesla at the same yeah. time. So um, subscription services or reoccurring services make you the most money. So if you're a business, you want a service rather than a one-time fee, one-time payment. Reoccurring revenue. Reoccurring revenue. That's um, the name of the game. 
just to interrupt you, here, do you think Tesla will will ever do like, hey, you pay so much a month, and then you can charge as much as you want? No, no, no way. No, they'd be fooled to do that. Well, uh, maybe they'll have a, high maybe they'll have a membership where you get a discount, so you pay a membership fee, yeah, and maybe they give you a discount. I don't know, but um, what I'm saying is, is if so, in the short term, I see this as a massive disadvantage for Tesla because you're basically saying, um, like, what one of the things that holds people back from buying anything but a Tesla is the lack of a charging network. Uh, the minute the yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, the minute they open it up to everybody, the charging network problem goes away. So other automakers will prosper because now their cars have access to a good charging network. So in the short term, I see it as a negative for Tesla. Um, but I feel like if you're thinking more long term of the company's health, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the billions of dollars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the charging like charging networks are going to improve that like quickly um, because. If everyone's making EVs, you need chargers, and other traditional automakers are going to put money into it. Hopefully, um, keyword is hopefully. Uh, I imagine as things transition, the charging network's going to increase. Um, I want to be able. To, I don't understand the idea behind gas stations. By the way, quick rant: your gas station. I understand you're going to invest in EV chargers, but why are you putting them at a gas station? Why are they putting them in no gas stations? Wants to stop the charging. Yeah, why not put them where? Like put them in front of a Walmart. No, um, but so the, the, the real estate, like it's useful. They're putting it in front of the gas stations because they have all like the the uh, snack bar or whatever it is where where you go in. Like a lot of gas stations now are like yep. big huge stores. So why would you want state. to draw your company? So I'm your... thinking. So like I'm in the thinking US, I don't know if they have. Sorry. Uh, Go Franklin. Yeah, no, I'm thinking more long term. I feel like one day you're not gonna want to stop off there because you you can go to any local grocery store and plug in if you need it. Um, I feel like it's gonna make a lot more sense to charge up where you're going rather than to stop at a very specific place to charge. Um, anyway, that's just my random random book gas stations. But uh, going back to Tesla, I feel like they kind of know the charging network is gonna expand over time. So if they buy in early. And they become like the go-to factor where they can keep making money and make recurring money off other companies. In the long run, it's going to help them if they invest it back in, like Dan said. Yeah. So, so yeah, I could you imagine like, like forty thousand yeah. chargers all making money for Tesla? Like, well, that's that, that's the idea. Hopefully, that with this money from from uh, the U.S. government, that Tesla can get the majority of it. Uh, that they can open, they can double. Like I think, didn't Tesla say they want to double the the network by the end of next year? Yeah, I mean, but this it's... is obviously Tesla's timeline. But Raymond brings up a good point here. We had this a few weeks ago here in the GTA where it was minus twenty, and all the superchargers were blocked. Can you imagine now with with uh, third with other legacy manufacturers, the non-Tesla cars there? How the nonsense that'll be. The good thing, and, and I know we're all complaining about it because, you know, we know that it will come, but the good thing is it's not going to come, to, in my opinion, I could be wrong, and I'm hoping I'm, 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 I'm right, but I don't see this coming to Canada for a while. No, I don't think we have the appropriate network. Like here in Toronto, no. GTA, like I said, like I experienced that day where all the chargers were busy. Like there's just not enough, and if you open up to everyone else, it's going to be a problem. 
I mean, like most of the GTA ones have like I think twelve or so charters, like average. I think my the one in Hamilton has nineteen, which is the, probably the highest. Uh, but you're not seeing these like fifty charter ones out of California. Like we don't have that here, so you're going to have to def definitely improve that network here before you start opening it up. Tesla also yeah, has to uh, increase the the uh, what, what's the fee called when once you're finished charging? Idling, 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 idling. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the ones here are like at malls, and like even one where I was at the the minus twenty, I was in Burlington, which is uh, just off the GTA, and it's at a mall. And even though it was full, people are still doing like just doing their normal. Oh, I'm gonna supercharge while I go shopping for an hour and a half. Well, people are in the line waiting for just a quick charge just to get home. Yeah, I know the mall you're talking about. My wife goes to that mall all the time, and she takes the car, and she knows. I made it very clear. Hey, once it's finished charging, you get the notice on your phone. You have five minutes from when you get that notice to come and unplug. And she does. She she unplugs and she moves and she gets a parking spot across. But but yeah, you're you're right. A lot of the ignorant people that don't even know, and they'll just keep plugged I have a question in. Question about they'll the get a giant bill. But hopefully, by that giant bill, they'll get. Sorry, sorry, Frank. Yeah. Sorry, you're like a choppy on my side. Is Dax lagging for you a little bit, Dan? No, he's good. He was there just now, but he's good now. Okay, I thought he thought the. I thought he stopped talking. My bad, Dex. Um, Dex doesn't no, stop talking. There, there is there is a delay. I noticed on the network tonight for some reason. I don't know why. There's um, nobody else home, and I don't know. <laughs> it could be. You want to take a quick second for a PSA in terms of if you are at one of these chargers and there's uh, like people waiting, form a lineup, please. Again, well, that's such an easy fix for Tesla. I was gonna say Tesla can easily do that. Because it's, it, it turns into mayhem sometimes. They just have to say, hey, you're going to this charge. You're the next in line. And if you go to plug in and it doesn't let you, the first time you get a warning, the second time they give you a bill uh, for trying to butt line. Um, no, it just doesn't allow anyway. you to, it doesn't allow you to charge. Yeah, but if you're, I'm saying if you, if you try to do it a second or a third time and you're wasting people's time because you try to keep butting, like oh. I said, this is your third offense doing it, get something like a $10 fine for trying to butt in front Sorry, of how do you butt line time. how does tesla control the line how by whoever shows up yeah when when you're when you're destinate when you're saying that you're going to the supercharger and yeah and it can it, it knows how many cars are there charging already it knows yeah. and it can say if you're the next one and it's full and you're there's no one ahead of you it can assign you a code or a hashtag oh, yeah. or something. It could. Yeah, yeah, there, there, I mean, I'm no, I'm no computer. You guys are more into the computers than I am. It could easily be done on ta Tesla's back end. Yeah. Um, Aaron, get on yeah, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that, that. That's actually relatively easy. I'm surprised they haven't implemented something like that um, already. Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I think I think we we buried. Or talk to that one to death, uh, but yeah, it's it's coming. Luckily, not coming to Canada anytime soon, but it's coming to the U.S. sooner than we think, and uh, it'll be interesting as as just to sit back and see what happens. Dan said, "Aren't they opening only opening certain amount of chargers per charging site?" Um, uh, I don't know. We don't we don't know how they're doing it yet. We well, they kept saying select sites. Yeah, their locations. Yeah, and there's two trains of thought on that. They they could either do. Uh, the popular ones, or they can do the ones that if they if Tesla can easily look at the map and say, hey, you know what, we don't. There's not a lot of CCS like there's a CCS uh, dead spot in like 
rural Nevada or something like that. Let's put one there to help the network. You, okay, you've got a CCS there, 300 miles away there and 300 miles away there. Let's put one here where there's a dead spot. They could do that strategically. Or they could go the other way and go for, uh, you know, where there's more cars. And just I, I agree with Tony's comment. He said Tesla's probably going to add the magic dock to a small percentage of their charges until they can ramp up and not uh, disrupt their core Tesla owners too much. But Hopefully. in the New York photos, they all had them. Didn't they? I was going to say that the New York oh. one doesn't doesn't show that they're every single well from in the picture at least. We don't know how how many chargers that that location has. But so it looked I, like it was all. Um, I've only ever done it once because it was a necessity, and I want to get into the story right now. Um, I left my car at a charger, but there's like twelve stalls. I was the only car, and it was super super late at night. I'm talking like two in the morning. Um. So I kind of took the chance of leaving. I'm like, what are the chances seven other cars? Again, it was out of necessity. If I got billed idling, so be it. But uh, not something I recommend. But it was like a very dead charger. Um, but it and got you me. Left it or you slept in it? Uh, it's, I don't want to get into the details. Um, it's a long story. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the <laughs> my question is. The way idling works is... Oh, there's a question here? <laughs> well, there's a question involved, yeah. So the way That's idling works... No, it's, so I'm giving you the backstory so I can get to the question. So the way idling works is uh, if half the charger is full and you're like completely at 100%, um, they're going to start charging idling fees. So it has to be half full. So, um, by the way, not a single other car, as far as I'm aware, showed up after me. But I don't want to hear um, your story anymore if you're going to be so mysterious. <laughs> but anyway, my question is, if you click stop on your phone app, does that consider it idling? Even yes, because, you're in? Yeah, because it, 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 it's, not, it's not that you're full. That's not how the idling gets triggered. It's when the charging session has stopped and it detects that you're still plugged in. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I would still know. Yeah, they don't. Well, there's another solution. I know what you're going to say. There's another very easy solution to this problem. Okay. Um, let's go back to 2018 when Elon Musk released the Snake Charger. Put the Snake Chargers at every single station and then give us the FSD that was already a solved problem back in 2016. And now we can just leave our cars there and it'll automatically do it all for us. Oh, yeah. Speaking of FSD, because I know you're half joking about that, anyways. Um, the the <laughs> Model S and X they seem to be uh, coming out with new hardware for cameras. At least we're not sure about the computer because we can't tell. Uh, and this was a topic I didn't want to go into because it could, once again, just like the other uh, topic, it could devote a whole show to itself. Uh, but Green, the only had put out those tweets. What was it? A series of like twenty-five tweets, I think it was, a few days ago, uh, showing and outlining the the computer for hardware four and stuff like that, and its limitations and everything, and talking about cameras and inputs and stuff like that. Well, now we see uh, some our Fremont, some S's and X's that the cameras look different, and we have and he couldn't be on the show tonight. We got a, a good buddy of ours. Uh, Paul from Electric Canuck, he uh, is a proud new owner. I don't think uh, it's a secret. Is it a secret, guys? Can I say it? Yeah, it is. It's a secret. No, he, he blew put it. it. In, 
Didn't he put it on 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 um? He did. I can't he believe you're doing. Yeah, yeah. He right said now. not. He said not to say anything. No, yeah. he did. Anyways, he's got a he he's got a new car. I won't say what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's not a secret. But uh, you guys are just being jerks. <laughs> but uh, he's got a new car that has new cameras, <laughs> and it looks we pretty gotta, cool. We got a comment from Raymond. Paul is rich. He got a new S. <laughs> Paul's rich. Oh yeah. Okay. So if anyone's going to be blamed, we'll blame Raymond. But I'm like I'm saying, I'm pretty sure Paul put a tweet out there about it. Um, <laughs> it was a private tweet. Raymond, he doesn't have Dax money. Inside joke, but yeah. No, you know what? I love that you're saying that joke because nobody here knows it. It's only you jerks that are that make the joke. Anyways, moving. Make less funny. Um, you can see in these pictures here, uh, if you're viewing it at home, uh, Darren from Drive Tales of Canada did this crazy cool thing again where you can uh, slide this little slider and see uh, the right is the new camera and sorry, the right is the old camera, this one and this one, the gray car is the new camera and that this is the side repeater or as you can call it, the fender camera. What's um, with the red dot? Well, it's the camera. It's, it's just, I think that's, that's the lens. I think that's okay. just the coloring of the lens to make it either Infrared, maybe, or or um, when, when I think of um, I can't the, the word escapes me right now, but I think it's it's some kind of filter or the lens. It's not the camera itself. But you're right, Dan. There's a lot of um. There's another one here. Uh, you can see the backup camera. The one on the left, the gray one, is is an old camera. The one on the right is a new camera. And once again, you can see the little red dot. And there's the um, B pillar cameras, and this one is the the front camera on the windshield. Uh, what will be interesting to see is is when they come out with the Project Highland Model Three, because I'm sure that's that's probably going to be any day now. Uh, we we keep seeing these prototypes, these mysterious prototypes. Keep seeing pictures and videos in uh, California of it with the front and back covered up. Unless this is some cruel joke by Elon, because he's got that kind of sense of humor sometimes. Uh, but I don't think he'd mess with us when it comes to that, because that, that involves you know shares and public trading and stuff like that. I, I think he'd probably get sued again if he was to play that joke on us. But there is something going on with the Model 3 being refreshed somehow. And I'm sure, once again, we're going to see it in China first, and then it's going to trickle and make its way to North America. But there's something going on with the cameras uh, and the placement of these cameras on for Hardware 4. Uh, in one of Green's tweets, he talked about um, he was deciphering the labeling on it and so said something about fender cameras or bumper cameras. Is that right, Fra uh, Franklin? Yes. Hello? Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe I lost you guys. No, no yeah. I just muted myself. Uh, I have a visitor who came to hang out. He was... Oh. Yeah. That... Oh, you you have a cute cat. Wow. Oh. You hear that, Joey? Um, yeah, they have a rear camera. Um, there's... It's going to be an interesting... Um launch. I'm hearing March 1st is when they're aiming for. 
uh, they're f currently filling up the lots with them. Uh, and yeah, March first for the re release of Hardware Four, but not yes. March first for the Refresh Highland. No, 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 for the Hardware Four. Sorry, is what yeah. I was talking about more. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing the same thing with March first. That seems to be the the thing. And and they even talked going back to that uh that prototype for the what is not going to be called the Model 2, but we're calling it the Model 2 for now. I'm hearing March 1st for that, too, at, at the... Um, what what uh, what show is that going to be, or what, what event? Is that Investor, gonna be Day. Investor is that Day. Investor yeah. Day? Yeah. Investor Day? Okay. Yeah. They, uh, the day before Green tweeted out, they're actively testing it in the factory. Let's just say that. Yeah. So Interesting. They're uh, active. Um, yeah, and one big thing is that it will no retrofits available. Yeah, I I, I kind of saw that, and I, people were shocked and surprised, and I'm not sure why. I mean, and, Dex, and just, I, we... I get the disappointment, but I don't know. I, close, I, I close this article for a sec, Dex. I want to go on a long rant about retrofits. Okay, not not too long, but go ahead. No, no. I'm, I'm so, so they have no interest to do retrofits because the number of people that are so they changed the wording of how FSD is and what FSD has to be. Yes, um, but when I bought it in 2016, the wording was back then, not what it is now. You're right. So the number of people that are affected by the new wording versus the original wording aren't as many. They're just going to cut their losses and say, eh, forget it. We're not going to upgrade those people. Uh, yeah. There's only like 60,000 people. Forget it. If they take us to court, they take us to court. They did the same thing with the uh, Model S p85 um and they got sued and they went to court and they ended up they didn't even show up they just paid out money um but that so was a I, small amount of people they, they could afford to do that but i'm saying i feel like this is a small amount of people because you gotta remember if it's i think they changed the wording in 2019 so they have only the model threes really from 2017 a little bit of 2017 2018 and a little bit of 2019 so you're looking at like less than a hundred thousand cars uh, so they're just going to be like, well, we're going to cut our losses and uh, see how many of them sue us. I think all the cars after that, where they change the wording, they don't have to worry. So they don't, they don't have to do any retrofit. Um, I see them just saying, hey, we're going to cut our losses and uh, who cares about the original owners? Because they've done it once before. I think Raymond's yeah. got a good point. Like in terms of, yeah, ICE cars do it all the time. Like you want the newer and better stuff, but it's just... It was what was promised. The capabilities that were promised back then that is the issue. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Tesla, it's in their best interest not to retrofit because then people are going to want to buy a new car. But like, I bought my car because it was cap it was going to be robot taxi. But if the cameras that are like, yeah, sure, you can do it today. But if the cameras are going to be able to do it, the new cameras are going to be able to do it better or more efficiently in terms of like winter or stuff like that. Then you, I, you owe me the new cameras. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is Tesla promised a feature that they didn't have. Um, and now it's a matter of, do they keep good on the word or do they risk lawsuits? And honestly, I think they're going to go the lawsuit route because they're going to do the math and say, hey, it makes more sense uh, based off the number of cars we owe. Or give us an FSD transfer. That's all I want. So I thought about that. Um, I was on the side of FSD transfer and it makes a lot of sense. But now you're still forcing someone to buy a new car. Why should you be forced no, to buy no, a new no, car? No, 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 no. You're not. You don't have to. Sure, no, you are. You don't have to. No. Yeah. If you want, so if the new hardware allows you to have FSD of what you paid for back in 20, 
2017, 2018, and your car can't do it because it doesn't have the new hardware, you're technically forced to buy a new car to get this, get what you were promised. Because no, no, at the time, you're, they... you're, no, you're talking about you're you're still on this topic about the retrofit. I'm just talking about in general the whole. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying like the whole retrofit thing. I'm saying like the transfer thing only solves a portion of the problem. Uh, the biggest problem is they like for me, I was told I'd get infinite hardware upgrades until I got full self driving. Yeah. So even it, if they allowed it me says to that in there, yeah, correct. Uh, even if I got a FSD transfer now, in order for me to get what I was promised, because they can't do, they're not going to do the retrofit. No, no Franklin, technically, it. Franklin, technically, a new car is a hardware upgrade. You're right. So what are they going to do? They give me a free model three? Like yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I'm just saying it doesn't. The, the transfer solves some of the problem, not all of the problem. Because uh, now you're kind of telling people, you paid this money, you still have to uh, you still have to pay more to get what you paid for. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I see what you're saying. I mean, this is Tesla's fault from the beginning because they, they, they got us when they first upgraded from hardware 2 to hardware 3, they got us into this mindset of, you know, if your car can't do it, and what we've promised, we're going to upgrade it for you. And now this is just continuing. And you know what? We're probably going to be sitting here in two years, three years from now, whenever, when Hardware 5 comes out. And are we going to be saying the same thing about Hardware 4? Are we going to be whining and crying about it? I guarantee that we still will be. And it's and it's Tesla's fault. Should we be? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I have no skin in the game, so maybe I, I'm not a, a good person to have an opinion about this. Well, the other thing is too is like, like the cameras, like the repeaters are exactly like physically they're that same size. So no, I'm talking about, but not not just the cameras. No, uh, no, I'm talking like I know the computers are a little different, but the cameras themselves, they're the same size. So are they specifically saying we're not retrofitting because we don't want to? Because they probably could, because it's the same form factor. I know the computers a different form factor, but like Franklin, you're more into the hardware than I am, but like. Can you not make that form factor the same to make it be able to retrofit? Or is it something that they're specifically choosing not to do? I'm not a hardware person, uh, more of a software person. And from what I understand, the computer is not compatible. Yeah, Uh, that's it. The computer and the wiring and the harness and everything. The camera is the easiest part. And it's it's everything else. This is the problem that they're going to run into for uh, older customers. Like when I bought mine, I was promised basically level five autonomy Um, with basically unlimited hardware upgrades to get to that, which they're not going to be able to get with their current system because they're already at a local maximum uh, and they've hit it multiple times uh, and it's only going to get worse as they do more and more coding. Um, the, the problem is, is Elon basically keeps saying some magical breakthrough is going to happen, um, but it, you, you, they're not going to get a convergence that way. Uh, they, it, It's a very challenging problem and uh, I'm not underplaying it, but I think the problem is, is they sold it too early as a completed thing, saying, hey, we're going to upgrade you. Um, and now they're not going to, which causes problems, right? And yeah, it's, that's, that's Elon. That's typical Elon. That's his fault from the very beginning. But like, you're Elon now. Do you want to take care of the customers that uh, supported you to get your company to where it is today? Or do you just say, hey, forget it. Let's just move on. Um, hmm. do, you, do you care about customer loyalty, right? 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, rant, sorry. Rant's done. Yeah, that's Moving that's straight. end of my rant. Yeah, 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 that's end of my rant. No, that's that's uh, good info. Moving on to the second last topic, uh, the Model Three. The, I don't even know now. Not to say Darren from Drives Tesla Canada uh, misled anyone, because and I'm not saying it's a misleading article because everyone else, uh, all the other publications, worded it the same way. Uh, but I, it can be easily misunderstood when you read this quickly. And the the headline of this article is Tesla Model Three now cheaper than an average new uh, price. Uh, in the let me start this over. The Tesla Model 3, now cheaper than average new car price in the U.S. by $5,000. So when you read that, when I, at least, and maybe I'm, I'm talking about misleading because maybe I just didn't read it properly when I first read it, and just like how I read it there and I butchered it just <laughs> now. Uh, and it's not 5000 It's just under 5000 It's forty nine thirty, but let's just say 5000 for for argument's sakes. Um, but how they do it, uh, what it is, it's... Uh, the average car in the U.S. So it's not just EVs. It's the average car. So you take the average of all the cars, like all expensive Mercedes and and probably, I guess, even like Lamborghinis and stuff like that and uh, the supercars and hypercars. They take the average and because car, the price of everything, including cars, uh, has been going up, the average is... Uh, what would they say the average is here? Uh, I forget what the average is. But anyways, the Model 3 is now about $5,000. The base Model 3 is about $5,000 cheaper. So that's that's huge. I mean, uh, this was only accomplished because the Tesla back last month lowered, or not even lowered, slashed their, their prices of, of their entire line. Uh, the Model Y had the biggest uh percentage-wise price cut, but even the Model 3, it went down enough that now slots into this new new record or new category. Before, when it was at the higher price, it, it, it didn't qualify or didn't, um, it wouldn't have been cheaper. But now it is. Uh, they talk about something here. Uh, Darren talks about something. Where is it? Oh, uh, the best-selling... Uh, EVs in the U.S. in 22 uh, now started 65,000. I wonder talking about is that the okay? You guys give me your opinion because I'm I'm uh, getting all confused with this article. But in a nutshell, it's 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 stating that the Model Three has gone down in price and it's a, a better value than the average car. That's why you don't even factor gas prices. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're not even talking about gas prices. Um, interesting. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, there's, I just thought there's it not a lot to say. I think it's yeah. just a real big positive, right? Because people always say it starts at a higher price, and you always have to say, well, factor in all the expenses. Um, yeah. And once you do, then it offsets it quite quite a bit. Even with supercharging uh, prices being increased as much as they are, it still makes a difference. Um, yeah. Especially if you charge at home. Uh, if you can charge at home, definitely charge at home. Um, don't go to your supercharger and fill it up, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's good that they're lowering the price. I agree. Um, and speaking of lowering prices, uh, that's something Lucid probably has to do uh, to attract buyers. Um, yeah, I don't they, know, man. Well, 
What do you, what do you say? Uh, okay, so like I said before, I test drove a Lucid. Uh, it is the first EV I've test driven that wowed me. Uh, it's the first one since I've driven my test, like since the first time I drove my Tesla, obviously. Uh, and what wowed you? How did you wow, or what wowed you? Um, so fit and finish is amazing. Uh, it's no different than uh, like the Porsche, um, but the the drive. So it drives really nice. It handles really well. Um, it has the best regen that I've tested out of any EV to date. Um, it is really quick, and well, I mean, and the range of it is phenomenal. Like, it has the best range out of any EV. So, you start, like, again, it's the price. The price is the problem. Uh, but mm -hmm. if, And the charging network. But if Tesla fixes the charging network and Lucid can drop the price, I can see these things being, like, really hot sellers. Yeah. Um, part of the I problem is... Sorry, go. So, when I... I remember the demise of Tesla back in 2018. Um... Remember when Elon tweeted, or he's talked about it, that he was within like a month of bankruptcy? Uh, that's roughly when uh, we got our car stacks, uh, like timeline wise. Yeah. Um, I remember following the news, whereas basically they have to make 5,000 Model 3s a week uh, to start making a profit on it. Otherwise, they're losing money. Yeah. Um, so, like, I took the plunge. I bought it. I love my car. Uh, the way history is written, great. I made a good decision. Um, I feel like Lucid's kind of at that point where they need to manufacture more of them to bring down the cost, to give it to the customers, but they don't want to sell it at a loss. They want to try to still make a profit on it. And they're kind of at that point where it's like they have to lower the cost to sell more, to bring down the cost to sell more, to make more, more money. Because um, the car itself is really good. Yeah, so. I, I kind of question their game plan, though, because like selling at such high luxury cars, like I know... Tesla's that's what they wanted to do was introduce the S and the X to like make a name for themselves and then eventually put in a lower price car. But do you really need to do that these days? Like EVs are, are out there, so you, you need to make a luxury one to put your name out there. Just sell a, like a cheaper one that you can sell to everyone as opposed to these luxury ones are worth like aren't they like hundred fifty thousand dollars? Um so they range. Uh the air pier is so the air is 110, the pier is 125, and then the Turing is 170. Canadian or US? Turing is like 220 or something. US? Uh, or those are all Canadian numbers. Yeah, so don't add quote, don't, Canadian, but don't quote me on exact numbers. Yeah, yeah I know, but just, they're over $100,000. Not a lot of people are buying $100,000 cars, especially when you added taxes plus a luxury tax. Like, no, no one can buy these. Like, the average person cannot buy this car. Yeah, I'm just saying, if I were to go out and if the supercharging network's opening up, and I've had to buy Model S uh, at the same exact cost, I'd buy a Lucid over the S. It's, it's assuming that the charging network was open. Yeah, oh, but how many people are buying Model S's? I don't know. Ask Paul. Like, can, you, can you build your company on those sales? Is what I'm saying. No, no prob probably not. We're, we're seeing they can't. Yeah. Well, they did at one point. I mean, it's just now the, the industry is so mature that you can't, but back then you could. Uh, well, okay, so I'll give you a different thought. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's in the same ballpark, but you have auto manufacturers that are selling cars that are half a million or a million dollars, and that's all they do, right? I'm not saying it's a good comparable, but you can, 
I guess, if you get enough customers, but um, they're just obviously not. Well, it's interesting. I mean, my take on it is I, I don't, I, I don't see them making it, in my opinion. And I think the biggest problem was, is they are a new startup and they went after, and I don't know if it was personal from, from Rollinson's thing and the issues he had with, with Elon. I don't know if it was a personal thing, but they went after uh, exactly what Tesla did. And they tried to do, make the same car and they competed with the Model S. You could look at Mercedes, you could look at uh, uh, Porsche and stuff like that to have higher end luxury cars and stuff like that and say, well, they did the same thing, but they're already established. And so they, and they have, have those customers buying those cars. They have customer, they have a customer brand base and a brand and everything. These guys are, are Lucid's it's a new startup. They don't have that. They're starting from scratch. And it was interesting. A few days ago, I read an article from Drive Tesla Canada, uh, the co-founder of Tesla, that guy that doesn't get along with Elon, uh, Martin Eberhard, he talked about uh, basically telling new startups, don't try to be like Tesla. Don't try to follow Tesla in their footsteps. Like, and basically, he was saying, don't try to bring out a car to compete with Tesla or compete with the Model 3 or compete with the Model Y or X or X. He says, you have to go in your own direction. You have to do something that they're not doing that no one else is doing. It's a big gamble, but he's like, you basically, as, as much as he was trying to knock Tesla, he was actually complimenting them because he was saying, if you try to compete with Tesla, you're going to lose. And this is exactly what we're seeing with Lucid here. They're, they tried to compete with Tesla and, and other manufacturers, not just Tesla, but I think Tesla was the main thing. And yeah, on, on, on paper, the specs and everything, yeah, they beat a Model S in, in range and speed. Now they came out with that Sapphire and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's better car, but look at the price. Tesla Tesla is already, even though they're what some people would argue to say are a new car company, they still have a, a client base and, and a customer base like uh, Dan was talking about that they're secure in, in their cars. Lucid isn't. And I think they made a grave mistake by trying to make it look like a better Model S. Well, I wonder look at Rivian. Too- Rivian, Rivian's another perfect example, but but a better example, and I'm still, like I said, I'm still worried, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, worried about Rivian in, in a little bit, but not as much as Lucid. Lucid is in a lot more trouble than Rivian is. But Rivian came out with their own niche thing. They were the first to make, I mean, some people could argue F-150 was with Ford and everything, but they could have made it a radical thing, but they, they wanted to make something that looked like a traditional pickup truck. And yeah, they came up before the Cybertruck, which many people did and stuff like that as we're finding out, but they didn't go for a model Y uh, competitor or a model three competitor or S they could have, but I think that's why they're doing better. They're in a different league of their own. Yeah. They found their own. Yeah. They found their own niche Yeah, and they're just having trouble with like ramping it up, but they're like the, the, the popularity is there for Rivian. So yeah. what else, what I was going to say is I, I wonder two things, right? Um, I don't think they're actually going to go bankrupt. I think they'll get bought out before they go bankrupt. Who? Uh, because they're it. lose it because their battery tech is really good. Um, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense f- for a company not to buy. Like, if you're a legacy automaker, you're going to say, "Hey, let me go throw money into this because now we have battery tech." Um, yeah, but the problem is when they the 
where I see it, and I think people may say it's a good thing, people may say it's a bad thing. I'm in the bad thing camp, um, and, and not to be not in a racist way or anything, but they're owned by over sixty percent of by the Saudis, the the Saudi um, uh, group. Now yeah. the problem is when you're ready to buy it, the Saudis may say, "I want to keep my sixty percent," or I might, I might like, or Saudis may just walk away from the whole thing altogether. Who knows? But, or they keep throwing money into it because they say, "Hey, we're already sixty percent in. We see potential." Yeah, um, maybe. The, right now, they they've got this year, next this year, next this time next year is what. Assuming they, they raise, yeah. Assume they assume they raise no more money. Um, but the the other thing about this is, and this is kind of what I'm going to go back to. If I'm looking to buy a car, I'm not going to even consider anything but a Tesla because of the charging network. Um, with Tesla opening up the charging network, does that potentially get them more sales? Not just them, like other EV manufacturers. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Are, are, is, has Tesla just done a favor for every other manufacturer that's yeah. making an EV? Yeah. yeah. Some can argue, which is a very plausible argument. Yeah, they have. They shot themselves in the foot, some people would say. Who knows? Time will tell, man. I don't know. It's it's there's a lot of a lot of moving parts in this in, in this I'm, scenario. I'm of the side that the competition's good. Uh, I'm hoping they last because that will mm-hmm. only push Tesla to make a larger range battery. Um, the Plaid only be only came, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe some people would say, and maybe Tesla would say, "Oh no, we were working on that the whole time." But I think the Plaid only came because of Lucid. So the well, the Plaid Plus was announced a day after Lucid made their announcement. And, and the car was I shipped have, to the Nürburgring. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they had the Plaid Plus. I think that was just a marketing scheme to get the media off of Lucid to say, hey, we still have the better EV. Uh, but the Plaid Plus is like the Cybertruck and the Roadster. Uh, you know, it's non-existent. Um, well, the you know what I mean. It's The Cybertruck's here. It's it's all but coming out. I I getting back to what I was saying earlier. I have a feeling they they're sandbagging it uh, out of abundance of caution, and I think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be like full production, and you're gonna see tens of thousands on the road this year. But I think they're still gonna be on their original plan for mid 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 of this year. So sorry, loosen. <laughs> Raymond said, uh, he said, Franklin, this is strictly a Canadian problem. We have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Electrify American and EVgo in the States. Um, the problem, <laughs> so they have a lot of them. Uh, Electrify, what is the problem? Yeah, yeah. Electrify America um, does something way better than the supercharger. Vastly better. It gets EV owners of different brands talking to each other. I've never gotten out of my car to go talk to every single ch- owner charging up at a supercharger network but i have done it on electrify america and the reason why is because we talked about hey is your charger working is yours working um what's wrong with mine did we flip (laughs) did you did you pay how's your card work um so i think that's like you know you're right because you you go to superchargers people to stay in their car and they're on the phone you you (laughs) plug in they're watching netflix that's I've had some people ask me, like one guy came up to me, he's like, he knocked on my window, he's like, hey, I just rented this, can you help me, how do I charge? So I went up and I showed him how and explained to him how it works, and I just started talking to him, right? Um, especially when I travel and my plate's nowhere near 
uh, the location. That's when I find people that will talk to me because they're like, hey, what are you doing here? Um, Give me all your money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But for the most part, uh, people just go in their car and they don't say anything. But Electrify America (laughs) is very community based. It's very community driven. Uh, I'm not to disagree with uh, that comment in the States. Uh, just that last video I did, where I could, I did the, I did on uh, Planet, Better Route Planner. I went from Vancouver to Halifax in uh, Planned Route with a four, a Ford Mach-E, a Hyundai Ioniq Five, and a Tesla. And the Tesla did it in the fastest time, not just not driving time, just charging time. Like the Hyundai, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the Hyundai was like a good six hours extra of driving of charging time alone. And that was the same in the state, same problem. Uh, everything was a lot slower in the states just for charging, so it's not just a Canada problem. Yeah, no, it isn't. It, I, I I don't know what what Raymond was uh, referring to. That's why I was asking you guys. Uh, well, I will be following the conversation in the chat. He he is not wrong. There are a lot of there's a lot more charger options in the states uh, than what we have here. But the what comes is, with those? It's no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, problems. yeah. What I'm saying is, it's the reliability of the charger. I think is the it biggest is. problem. It's horrible. And the speeds. Um, but here, here's the biggest difference. Like, here's another positive for those networks. Uh, Electrify no. America is vastly cheaper. It is. Um, so if I <laughs> is this going to be a sarcastic thing? The vastly no. cheaper because you walk away and you didn't pay a cent because it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like, listen, if you get it working, you're looking at, like, 30% savings, which is quite a bit, because some yeah, chargers, okay. I was paying, like, $30 US to charge up. But That's buddy, a lot of I'll, money. I'll pay for reliability any day of the week when, I, when I'm when i on a trip and I need to go somewhere and I got my family with me. You know what I mean? When, uh, when I am by myself, like you were probably, uh, yeah, I, I, I got time to, you know, experiment and stuff like that, be leisure about it, but when you're on a trip and you're going somewhere, which is what the public charging network should be for in my opinion not not a uh, condo owners but that's a separate rant for a separate show um yeah i don't think you have time to do that so but well, I, I, I get what i get what you're saying it is well, dan here in the sorry dan here in the chat makes a good point that if they open the supercharger it'll uh it'll give that experience because we all know like charging up at those other sites it's like you gotta put your credit card you gotta put your phone number you gotta put your postal code you gotta do all these screens if people see that, you just plug in, and that's all you have to do. It's a lot easier. Yeah, and and one would say that, oh, you know what? Uh, people see that and say, oh, Tesla's are so easy. We'll we'll just go buy a Tesla. But now, if this is going to be the the whole new thing, they'll say, well, I just keep coming here. But why do I need to buy a Tesla? <laughs> well, they can either either a keep going to the supercharger and make Tesla money, or it gets into that ecosystem, almost like Android and iPhone, like. Everyone knows iPhones are easier. So if they think the supercharger network is easier, yeah, they might think that, don't get them going. They might think that well, the car is easier as well. Actually, I was yeah, thinking. I'm trying this. to wrap up this show in the next three minutes, and you just no, opened no, Pandora's box. I'll, Dan actually brings up a very good point. And I was thinking about this. Um, when we're at the auto show, we're looking at like uh, Vinfast has Vinfast has like a app system. Uh, you have Android Automotive that's going in cars. Like you have like a whole app ecosystem. Um, and it's usually going to be Apple or Google that's going to take all the money. Um, Tesla's refusing to put CarPlay or Android Auto on their cars. And it got me thinking, like, what's the incentive for them not to do it? 
And I think the Dan's right. They want to like as far back as 2019, they've been working towards uh, like entertainment um, for an app store. Um, it's in development. I can tell you that, but uh, it wasn't. Was well, yeah. Um, well, I can tell you it is. Uh, it's still in development. Um, it makes more sense for them to put on an app store because once you start buying apps for your Tesla, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to switch to another branded car. But if you start buying apps for your on uh, on the App Store or the Google Play Store that work on your cars, you can jump to any branded car that has that. So now it's like I can jump around to any car I want. I'm not stuck to uh, my Tesla. But if exactly. I just spent hundreds of dollars of apps on my Tesla for my Tesla, chances are I'm going to say, oh, I don't. I mean, a couple hundred dollars, probably maybe not a lot if you're buying a car. But I'm just saying it like it's an incentive not to switch. So Dan's not wrong. Well, I'm saying it's more like the the interface of a Tesla. Like Tesla's more, we all know it's a software company. And like I think if the interface is easier for everyone, then that's what kind of sells it more than anything else. Um, so if they see if they see the ease the easiness of a supercharger, they'll see how maybe they'll think, well, a Tesla is also easy to drive. Like I think, in my opinion, I don't. I've, it's hard to say. Like even when we were at the auto show, like. The Vinfast and the Cadillac, the trying to do the screens was a little difficult, maybe because we just don't know, we're not used to it. But I find the Tesla just a lot easier, has more of that uh, like user friendliness that Apple has. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, we we could go on for hours, and we're coming up on the one hour and a half mark, which is the mark that I always seem to get, whether I want to try to avoid it or not. So we're going to end off here. Uh, we're going to do no um, story of the week even though it hasn't been a week. It's been like this story of the last three months. <laughs> uh, unless you guys have a story you really want to tell, I was going to save it for the next one, if, if you guys don't mind. Uh, I don't think of one. I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take the silence as, no, you don't have one. Okay. Um, so Let me make something want, up. <laughs> no, no, don't make it up just to make it up because, like I said, I'm trying to keep it short. Uh, what I was going to do is... Tell everyone the new, um, because it's a new channel, but it's the same channel. But we have a new email. If you have any questions uh, that you want to get out on the show or, or or you have friends or family that have questions about Teslas and maybe a little bit of EVs, we're now dipping our feet into this EV thing, so folks. So we don't have all the answers as we may, and we still don't even have all the answers for Teslas, but more so we have Tesla answers type of thing. So if you have any questions... Um, we have a new email address that you can send questions to. So it's questions at theregenchannel.com. Please don't spam me. Please don't abuse it. And I'm talking to the person right above me mainly, but other you know people out there, please don't spam me. Uh, questions at theregenchannel.com if you have any Tesla-related or EV-related questions. And I will take that down now before Franklin does something with it. Uh, Franklin, where can people find you? Unmute. Um, <laughs> you can find me on YouTube at Mother Frunker or Mother Forker. Uh, uh, yeah, how's the uh, cooking, cooking things coming? Uh, I'm at a approaching a solid 270 subscribers. Oh, I didn't, you didn't have to give me your subscriber count. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I last time so you did a short. Um, what was it? You did a short about something that. Had like five ingredients. 
Oh, the potatoes. Uh, you you put them, you slice them, you put them yeah. upside down. With, yeah, with parm. Perfect. Parm crusted potatoes. Yes. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like, I follow a lot of, like, the food trends online. So, like, the one I'm going to do tomorrow, I'll tell you, is Oreos and sour cream. Apparently, it tastes like cheesecake. Oh, I've tried that. I've tried that. I've done it. Is it good? It's not gross. It sounds <laughs> gross. But it's not. It's like... You know, like people say, it tastes less like a like a not a cottage cheese, but like a cream uh, cream uh, cheesecake. I wouldn't oh. say it's cheesecake, but it's, it's not that I love bad. Cheesecake. Yeah, it's okay. It's not it's not gross, but it's not cheesecake. Somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah. So I want to try that. Um, are you? And are I want to try to make it actually into an actual cake is my plan, rather than oh, just okay. dipping it. So we'll see. So you're not gonna do a short for this one? You do an actual long video. I don't know. I haven't decided. I flip. I flip and fo go back and forth depending on whatever I, I feel. Like yeah. no rhyme or reason on how I do it. Um, yeah. But I've been having fun with it. I have some Tesla videos I'm working on. Um, should cool. probably publish one tomorrow. But anyway, yeah, that's where you can Dan, find me. Where can people find you? I'm at Northern Tesla on YouTube, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all those. Uh, I just put out a video for the from the drive. Uh, sorry, the auto show. Uh, check that out. Yep. And I am only a few shy from 2000 on uh, YouTube. So head over there and subscribe. Subscribe, guys, because he's got, if you, if you don't know Dan and his sham, he's got some good uh, Tesla content, like really, really informative stuff. It's not just like stupid stuff that we do. When I say we, I mean me. Like he actually has informative stuff. Like that auto show tour that he did, frankly, did you notice it was so steady? Very steady. Like, it was like butter smooth. If I, I have a picture I of do a video. you guys making fun of me. I have a whole video of us making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> if people don't know what we're talking about, Dan, it was Dan, Franklin, Paul, and I that went to the auto show, the four amigos. And um, Dan had this nice camera. Uh, I think most of the fun came from us just being jealous. But it had this nice camera, and he had this gimbal uh, contraption set up for it. And Franklin... So I don't exaggerate. How long did it take Dan to set this gimbal up? So you see that big rocket in his background? It probably took him longer to set up the gimbal than he did him assemble the rocket. <laughs> so this was the first thing in the morning. So of course we're chirping him and everything, and and uh, it just it just went on all day. <laughs> it just it was relentless. We always tease. We're, we're good friends, so we always tease these, each other about different things. But Dan just happened to be the. Um, the victim of the day, uh, he sort of walked into it though. So it was, yeah. it was a good, it was all in fact. Actually, and, he was sitting in into it when it happened. Yeah, um, the next anyway. video I have coming out has some shots of him with the gimbal. Oh please, come on! <laughs> it's already done, buddy. It's already published. It's just sitting in, it's sitting on deck for YouTube. I can't, I can't stop it now. Anyways, folks, thanks for joining us on the Regen Network. Uh, screw that up all right in the regen nation uh podcast uh it's gonna take a little while getting used to that i've changed all the labels so on spotify apple and um tune in everything you should see the new label and stuff like that but um that's it if you have any uh, questions or comments use that email and uh, get a hold of us there thanks guys thanks for joining us franklin's already gone. See you there and uh we'll catch you next time I got to say time and not next week or next month. I'll just say next time. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye-bye.